Hi, this is Tom Field, Editorial Director of Information Security Media Group, and today I'm speaking with Sabash Tantri, President and CEO of Fox Technologies. Our topic today is Fighting the Insider Threat, Best Practices in Identity and Access Management. Sabash, first of all, I'd like to thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. Sabash, the insider threat is something that's gotten a lot of press recently. It's one of a financial institution's greatest risks. But being able to effectively and efficiently control access to diverse information systems is a huge challenge. What are the fundamental components of an effective IT program that address the access control challenge? We at Fox Technologies believe that there are five key underpinnings to an effective enterprise access control management program. In our opinion, those are in addition to key organization considerations like culture, effective security processes and policies, and employee attestation to those policies and processes. The five access control areas I speak of are authentication, which essentially means you want to identify who is trying to access what within your uh, information technology infrastructure. The second element is authorization. Once you know who is trying to access a particular system, you also want to know what are they authorized to access, what services, what transactions within an application, so on and so forth. The third element is data security. You want to be also be able to understand what kind of security you need to put in place around some sensitive data that you want to protect. And that might involve a process called data classification wherein you go and do an inventory of all your information assets and then come back and uh, with an analysis that suggests uh, that certain types of information resident in certain systems need to be controlled in terms of access by virtue of uh, the, the, their sensitivities. The fourth element, obviously, is administration. An identity administration component is critical to an access control management uh, solution, purely because in a large organization there are tens of thousands of users who access a diverse set of information technologies. As such, you need to be able to identify who they are and what they are authorized to access. This has to be managed centrally. As such, an identity administration mechanism should be in place for a good access control management program to be effective. The last element is purely the ability to make sure that when people access or processes access systems, there is an audit log maintained as to who accessed what systems and for what purpose and what specific files or um, data they try to access during, the, the, during a session. It is important that such an audit log be maintained, particularly for compliance reasons, and a lot of internal and external auditors are very critical about the need to have access to such information. Sabash, this is very interesting, uh, the, the five access control areas. Can you tell a little bit more about them and why each one of them is important to reducing the risk of insider threat? Okay, so let me highlight the key dimensions of each one of those areas. Let's talk about authentication. Why is it important to authenticate somebody who is trying to access uh, a critical system within your organization? 
It's purely because you want to make sure that the right people are accessing the systems they're authorized to access. Without being able to authenticate who is trying to access, it's impossible to even exercise any kind of control uh, in terms of access to such systems. Now, there are different forms of authentication. The, the well-known form is the simple single-factor authentication, which is a classical username password type of authentication. However, you, there are certain areas within your IT infrastructure that you want to provide access to only very few people because it consists of certain extraordinary privileges that uh, allow people to either uh, read sensitive information or uh, uh, change certain parameters within a system that might affect the organization at large. As such, it is important that you be able to put a second layer of defense in the form of what they call a two-factor authentication, which essentially translates to the fact that you might have to provide you, such users with uh, a smart card, for example, that they could use uh, as a second factor in terms of authentication besides the username and password. Um, sometimes uh, these second factor authentications could also be biometrically driven. Uh, it could be a retina scan that you have to provide. It could be a thumbprint that you have to provide. Uh, that is one element of authentication. The second element is because there are so many systems within a large enterprise, so many applications that end users have to access, um, it becomes a huge burden and uh, uh, makes it much more inefficient if users were asked to access and log on to every single system each day of the week. Instead, people tend to implement what are called single sign-on uh, solutions uh, within their enterprise, uh, and that basically allows a user to sign on once and all applications are accessible to them through that single sign-on. And in order to enable that, you have to have what's called a credential store that needs to be maintained on your desktop, which basically uh, stores, like that in a vault, all your passwords and usernames for the various applications that you typically access. So that once you log on to the credential store, the credential store then uses that information to basically uh, allow you to log on to other systems relatively transparently behind the scenes on your behalf. So authentication is obviously a critical piece of any access control management solution. The second piece, the, the second area of focus is obviously authorization. Once you have identified users, it's important that you provide access to systems within the context of what's called a role that a user has within an organization. For example, I as a CEO, might, uh, my, my role happens to be that of a CEO. I might be allowed access to certain types of information and it might be in my best interest not to be allowed access to certain types of information. Therefore, it is important that you have an authorization mechanism in place that clearly defines in my role as a CEO what types of systems and information I'm, or, or applications am I allowed to access. That mechanism is critical to a very good access control management program. Um, it's also important that uh, there are certain accounts that are extraordinarily sensitive. For example, in the Unix world, there are, there are certain uh, super user root account privileges that can be granted to users. 
these accounts are so sensitive by virtue of the power that they enable the user in terms of what they can do on a on a server. It is important that only certain people be allowed access to such a sensitive account, as well as it's important to authorize them only to do only some things within that highly privileged account. The last aspect of authorization is what's uh, been termed as segregation of duties. Uh, when you think about an application like uh, uh, an ERP system like SAP, it is critical that you provide access to certain types of transactions that do not create a conflict of interest situation where there is potential for fraud. To give you an example, in an SAP system, if I'm allowed to create vendors as a user, then allowing me also to be able to write checks to that vendor within the SAP system could create a conflict of interest situation where a fraud could be uh, perpetrated by me creating phantom vendors uh, who, to whom I write checks, which essentially goes into my own bank account. And these are things that auditors are very sensitive about when it comes to uh, compliance. As such, uh, uh, you, from an authorization access control mechanism, it's important that you provide a segregation of duties capability within, within uh, this mechanism. The uh, third aspect is obviously data security. It is very important that when people access file systems and databases, that they be allowed access to only certain files or only certain tables in a database. And this kind of security needs to be in place. And again, this goes back to the role-based access control mechanisms that I just mentioned when you, when you authorize people to either run a certain SQL script uh, within a database or be allowed to read or write or execute or delete or copy a certain file. They, they need to be uh, authorized to do such things. Um, the final, uh, the, the final piece in terms of the identity, uh, in terms of uh, access control management, besides uh, administering the identity, providing an authorizing mecha mechanism, is also the ability to audit who accessed what systems and in the context of what role. And this is something that uh, auditors look for um, uh, a, a lot to make sure that the organization is compliant with the policies that they have laid out. And to enable this, you've got to have a centralized audit logging mechanism. You have to be, have the ability to monitor file access. You have to be able to provide reporting tools. And you should be able to do an integrity check of either the applications that are being accessed or the servers that are being ac accessed so that you are cl clear about what are the vulnerabilities that exist and what kind of protections you have put in place to mitigate any risks that might exist by virtue of those vulnerabilities. So those are the five key elements of uh, a good access control management program. And I, I think uh, uh, we have a fairly good understanding of this uh, process. And uh, when, you, when you look at who we are, uh, five of the top banks uh, in, in the country use our products. Now, Sabash, beyond fighting the insider threat, which we've been talking about, how can these best practices help banking institutions succeed in their IT security audits and at regulatory compliance? Well, when, when you think about regulatory compliance, what they're effectively demanding 
is that an enterprise define a policy for access. They have to define not just for access, but for security at large. Um, if, if you look at some of the uh, new regulations like Sarbanes-Oxley, there, there is a need for uh, enterprises, particularly those that are uh, publicly held enterprises, that uh, they, they uh, comply with Section 404 of the Sarbanes-Oxley Act, which essentially translates to saying that you've got to define a policy, then you've got to administer to the policy, then be able to enforce the policy, and then be able to audit against the policy. And that those are the, some of the key elements that uh, you need to uh, show to an auditor in terms of best practices that will help such institutions succeed in their IT security audits. And th this is uh, something that seems commonsensical, but it's a process that uh, is uh, very typical in any Six Sigma approach where you clearly state what your goal is, then, then you administer to the goal and execute to that goal, and then come back and audit and analyze to make sure that you can be on a continuous improvement loop. Well, that makes sense. Now, for an institution that's just now trying to get a handle on the access management issues, where's the best place to start? I, I think one of the key areas is uh, trying to understand the IT infrastructure and the uh, and the applications that use that IT infrastructure at large. In terms of um, what what are the key elements of this IT infrastructure and applications that you really need to protect? Once you have a fairly good good understanding of that, then it's a matter of um, uh, figuring out where you want to exercise access control. Think about it like a stack. If you look at a typical IT environment, at, at the bottom of the stack are devices. They're hardware devices, be they servers, desktops, network devices, um, PDAs, what have you. They're all hardware devices. One of the first things you have to figure out is how hardened do these devices need to be in terms of um, being able to access the configuration of these systems. So it's important to exercise control on hardening which of the systems in terms of how well you configure it to make sure that no vulnerability exists for an outsider to hack into such systems. So that's at the lowest level. The next layer, obviously, is the operating system layer. Each of these devices have some operating system. Uh, a PDA has a mobile operating system. Uh, uh, as a router has its own internet operating system, and servers and desktops have their own operating systems like Unix and Windows and so on and so forth. So then the question comes about how do I make sure that I can um, have access control mechanisms in place as to who can uh, uh, execute on which of these operating system services. So that's the next layer that people have to look at in their organization say, how do I control access to these uh, critical operating system services that can effectively shut down an IT infrastructure fairly quickly? Then obviously the third layer is the data layer where you want to say, okay, I've got all this data lying around in all these systems, including people's desktop. How do I go about protecting that? Do I have to encrypt it? Do I have to provide a role-based access control mechanisms into the data system? Do I know who is trying to copy what data? Is that something I want to be able to uh, audit against? Do I know who has been deleting what type of data? So those are the questions that you need to ask to figure out uh, what is important. 
And finally, the, the last layer is obviously the application layer, uh, where you have business applications that run your billing system, that run your supply chain, that run your uh, sales order systems. It's very important to understand who has access to those systems and what kind of uh, authorization mechanisms need to be in place, including segregation of duties, um, which, which becomes a big deal uh, when it comes to uh, uh, curtailing fraud uh, in, in an organization. Now, we've talked about an awful lot of possibilities, and the question that banking executives are going to have is, is all of this available in a single solution, or do the bankers have to buy from multiple software vendors? You know, many banks do try and piece together multiple point solutions. Uh, for example, they might get password management from one vendor, access control mechanism from another vendor, uh, segregation of duties for uh, uh, business applications from a third vendor. We have taken a very, uh, we as Infox Technologies have taken a very unique approach which combines these technologies because, like I mentioned, we have this vision of the stack all the way from the hardware layer to the operating system layer to, to the data layer to the application layer, and we believe we have the expertise and the solutions that can centrally administer uh, access control to each of these layers within the IT infrastructure and the applications that people typically use. And therefore, Fox Technology is in a unique place to be able to centrally administer an access control management program and be able to enforce those policies from an access control perspective. Well, that's interesting, and that's a good differentiator for you. Uh, Sabash, I want to thank you for good insight on this topic, but I also want to ask you, do you have any final thoughts on future trends in directions in IT identity access and management? Yes, uh, I mean, uh, we went through a recent analysis of what the world might look like as it moves forward. And we noticed there are a few macro trends that have micro effects in our world. Just, just to talk about a couple of these macro trends. One is obviously government regulations, which essentially means that there is a micro effect by virtue of that that Access control management has to be policy and audit driven. It's very critical that uh, companies like us come to that realization. And we are providing the solutions to enterprises so that they can centralize the way they define their policies and be able to administer access control policies, enforce it, and then be able to audit against it. So it's very critical that uh, government regulations being the key drivers, and it's getting more and more complex out there. Every government on the planet has got its own set of regulations, and it is very important that uh, for a company that is a global player uh, that they be sensitive to all these regulations. But the second trend, obviously, is globalization. What that essentially means is that people would want to have access from anywhere on the planet. You, there is a lot of outsourcing going on out there, which also essentially means that people who are your partners should be able to access information from within your corporation, which, has, which also leads to putting in access control management uh, policies as well as enforcements across firewalls, across enterprise boundaries. So globalization is another area, that, a trend, that I think we have to become more sensitive to. The, the third trend, macro trend that I see that, that has some micro effects on what we do is energy efficiencies. If you look at large data centers uh, that our customers have, it is becoming imperative 
that they reduce the carbon footprint of such data centers. So what do they get to do? They look at new technologies. They try to reduce the footprint of servers in their data centers that will consume less energy. And they look at technologies like virtualization. Uh, so we have to be thinking slightly ahead uh, of the curve here and provide access control solutions to virtualized environments. And that's something we have already done. We, we deliver uh, access control mechanisms in virtualized environments, be it for VMware or be it for Linux on Z systems for IBM mainframes. And people are actually looking at converting a lot of their data centers into virtualized environments just for this reason. The other, other thing that happens when, when energy becomes a big issue is that people tend to telecommute more. So they want to be able to access critical pieces of information from within the enterprise from their home devices. That brings in a whole lot of access control and identity management issues that have yet to be addressed. People are more mobile these days, and they also have to be able to access critical information from their PDAs, from their Blackberries, and so on and so forth. So th there are some trends that will definitely have a major effect in our space, and it's very critical that companies like ours understand those trends and be slightly ahead of the curve so that when the customers, our customers are ready to implement some of these uh, access control mechanisms, we are able to provide those solutions. Well, Sabaj, I think you've offered us some very thoughtful insight today. I want to thank you for your time. I want to thank you for your, for your thoughts today. You're welcome. I, I hope this was useful. And uh, if anybody has any questions, they're always welcome to contact Fox Technologies. Very good. Thank you, Sabaj Tantri, for your thoughts today. For Fox Technologies and for Information Security Media Group, I'm Tom Field. Thank you very much.